Welcome back, everyone, to the Lawcast. I am Chris DeSantana, and this is Melanie Thule. We're both solicitors here at MJT Law, and we're here for our second episode of uh, 2022. So today, I've got a couple things that I want to talk about, especially a wild case uh, about when I think personal relationships or overly familiar uh, workforces become an issue. Um, oh my god, this happens all the time. Yeah, well, we have a workforce which is largely found in in small and medium enterprises, and you know people get close and they can sometimes become almost family, but it intersects with with employment big time, and it's sort of what happens after when things go a little bit wrong. Um, but I'm going to kick it off with. So it's the case of uh, Blake O'Keefe and the trustee for Dunshee Family Trust. And I want to put this as a, uh, colloquially, the case of Cracker the Galar. Because the case was released uh, a couple of weeks ago and involves um, a particularly young employee who's basically worked for a sort of mum and dad company who operate a business on their private property he sort of worked in a casual basis while he was like studying and in high school and then had just finished his kind of uni and started working on a more full-time basis still on the property now on the property is uh i think it's fairly regional so there is you know cats dogs birds you know family pets around Mm, mm, and and Unfortunately, on a particularly unfortunate incident happens late last year where um, this young chap is reversing a truck and there's CCTV in in this particular property and he, he, you know, he looked to the sides, he looked to the, you know, in his rear view mirror and looked on his mirrors and he reversed the truck, parked it up and shortly after uh, the employer kind of comes out and says, where's where's Cracker? Where's Cracker the Galar? Uh, a family pet. A family pet is his name. Okay. Um, okay. And he's kind of looking all over the shop. Where is it? And it quickly becomes uh, clear. Um, and you know, apologies for the, the mental image that the truck had been reversed over Cracker the Galar and uh, it was no longer alive. Um, and the employer cracks it, um, saying things like, you've turned into someone I despise. You're the worst kind of person, a person who doesn't think about how their actions will affect other people. He then immediately terminated him for negligence and grabbed his keys off him and told him to never come back again. Now, this, he must have really loved this, this bird, um, First of all, but what do you think? What do you think? I mean, this is a unfair dismissal application. What do you think? Because, you know, we at MJT, we have four office pets around uh, the office and a lot of a lot of our clients do. Um, A lot of offices do, you know, have a little puppy running around. What happens when that all becomes a bit of a problem? Well, there's there's a lot of talking about puppies. Puppies are very small and their bones are still very brittle or soft. 
and uh, they're very small and they get everywhere. Puppies are yeah. mischievous little creatures. They're very similar to my cats when they were kittens. And uh, there are a lot of instances where people have stepped on dogs' legs and crushed them and yep. you know, stuff like that. How would I? Uh, how would it be if an employee damaged? Well, yeah, okay. There's there's a level of heightened emotion, no doubt about it. But 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 to say someone did it, you know, to, to behave as if someone did it on purpose. I mean, I, I think. I think you'd have to look at, I mean, I'm sure it's gone. How long have you been employed there? Seven years. Like, Seven years. you got to think if he was, if he was kind of working, then this, I'm reading between the lines here, he's been working for seven years. He's fairly young. He was working there when he was in high school. He's either a family friend or, you know, at least has become fairly close with the, the family. What, what, are we talking about regional, a regional place? I mean, this sounds to me as if it's, uh, this guy knew that all the pets existed. Probably also liked them. Was mm. there any evidence that hated the pets? I mean, no, nah, there's none of that. Um, in fact, is, th there is some details about uh the de he was quite track. desperate to try and revive the bird. Um, <laughs> and apparently that I mean we haven't seen the footage ourselves, but they talk about it in the case that it's all on on footage, the whole the whole incident. You can see him running over this pet. The whole thing, the whole thing. Um, and yeah, okay. Look, I, I don't think it's. I don't think you should dismiss an employee off the bat for something like that. That just sounds excessive. It, it, yes, it's it's very very sad. Yes, it's a horrible accident. But quite frankly, people don't go to jail when they run over their own children. No, <laughs> no. And I mean, if we break it down, if we break it down, like. Pets are an interesting thing. Animals are an interesting thing in law that they are treated exactly like property. And think about if he reversed into, that could be anything, you know. Yeah, a table or something. A table something or something valuable. valuable. Yeah. That's something fairly valuable. Um, yeah. Well, what, what do we look for here? We're looking for negligence, really. Yeah, you are. You're looking for, for purpose. You're looking mm -hmm. for, you know, whether the person was reasonable. And uh, look, it's without with, without all the proper cameras, and even then you can't be certain. Uh, I doubt you could ever be certain that you're gonna that there's gonna be a. Wow, that's really unfortunate. So, it, it so he was terminated on the spot. <laughs> terminated on the spot, and I think it's it's a, I think it's a cautionary tale in two, you know, more ways than one. I think firstly. Uh, making sure to keep emotions out of decision-making processes because yeah, yeah. Um, one of the problems they found in this case was the CCTV was almost unequivocal that he did all the regular checks you could expect of someone. Yeah. You, could, you know, he did everything he could have. It couldn't possibly have been negligent. Um, and he would have known... You know, if you had a sort of stopped and thought about it and looked at the footage himself instead of kind of just being very emotional and, and jumping to a decision, he probably would have come to a different decision, uh, which would have ultimately not led to the termination and the you know proceedings you thereafter. Think, do you think do you think it was a it was the knee jerk 
interaction that caused the problem here? I think it was two things. I think it was the emotional nature of the, mm -hmm. the loss as well as uh, the knee-jerk, almost the kind of associated knee-jerk reaction. Poor crackers. Poor cracker. Poor cracker. Um, I mean, to be fair to the commissioner, they, they, you know, they do put a line here that, you know, well, I have sympathy for the, uh, Mr. Dunchy and his family obviously cared deeply for this bird. The applicant's conduct was not malicious or deliberate, and it did not constitute <laughs> a valid reason for his dismissal. At the highest of his actions for a young applicant may have warranted a written warning, but nothing more. <laughs> I love this case. This reminds me of a crazy case about pelicans. Yeah, go so, on. Yeah, so I can't remember. It was, must have been a couple of years ago, maybe three or four years ago now. I am getting a bit older. There was this, uh, there's this uh, bait shop near a... Um, a river or an open mouth where people would go and buy bait. Yep. One of the draw cards of this bait shop was feeding the pelicans. Yeah, yeah, so kind of grab some bait and, you know, maybe give them a couple, you know, sardines or something or right. pilchards or something. And yep. this, uh, this guy had been, and it's a, it's a mum and dad shop, so there's this one guy who runs it, yeah, and there's this one guy who feeds the pelicans. He comes comes in, couple times a day, feeds the pelicans, draws the tourists, draws people to the shop. Super, super fun. So they've known each other for like 20 years. They've been yep. doing this for ever. Yeah. And uh, one day they get into an argument, but it goes, and it's it's a very similar situation. I, I don't think in a uh, employment arrangement, you should get so emotionally involved with your employees and, yeah. and your boss. You know, I do think that there is something inherently dangerous about inviting people over to your house for barbecues, yeah. coming to weddings. You know, all this kind of familiarity that happens in these small relations in these in these small. Yeah, you're removing the objectivity of the whole matter. You really are. And, you know, and some days you might have to fire them. Some days you might have to discipline. Some days you might not like your boss. Mm. And uh, this was one of those days. <laughs> they had an argument. And it wasn't just a, yeah, I'm kind of sick of you argument. This was a full-blown shouting, punching match argument. In the front of full, everyone? Front of everyone. Full-on swearing things were flown, there were just, it was a full-on familial argument. Yep. And, uh, of course, he gets fired. He filed yeah, a complete himself and he, he says, I was unfairly dismissed. The whole thing was a heat of the moment, you know, if they'd stopped the thing. It was over something really dumb as well. I can't remember exactly what it was over, but mm. it was over something really, not as, uh, as emotive, perhaps, as poor old crackers, yes. but certainly, you know, an another thing that could have it, with with a bit of uh, objectivity, he could have been staved off. Yeah. And uh, he was seeking reinstatement. Really? And really? Because, I mean, in this case, by the way, so just for everyone's been to kind of close its eye, the applicant wins, as you can probably imagine, uh, but they haven't, they haven't turned their mind to uh, remedies, but the commissioner did say that reinstatement's off the cards. Statements off the cards, too familiar. And this is this is actually, and I'm going to digress for slightly a moment from the Pelican story and crackers. When we think about unfair dismissal, 
we've got two remedies. We've got reinstatement and we've got compensation. But reinstatement's super rare. Super hmm. rare. And, Despite and being the primary, um, the primary remedy. The first thing to think about is, can they be reinstated? Um, is reinstatement uh, something they want? Reinstatement's not often on the cards. Both parties don't want it. Mm. But when there is a party that wants it, it's still really rare. Mm. And uh, and I think it's about the relationship here. How broken is it? Yeah, well, unfortunately, the proceedings themselves probably don't help. Um, no. Because at that point, you know, despite, you can't just turn the clock back around. And um, there are very few situations where either the dismissal or the associated proceedings don't create essentially a breakdown in relationship. Because obviously the commission, and, and this is just a general legal maxim, that you know, we're not there to put people in a position where they're going to end up back in court in the next six months. Um, because that's what's going to happen. I mean, how, how if you were to reinstate this poor chap, um, I mean, after being said that he was the worst person, the worst <laughs> type of person, and I despise you, um, you know, they're going to, they're not going to last very long, are they? They're not going to last very long. Coming, coming back from that. Look, I can see reinstatement being a real option in an environment where, and, and this is one I always talk to about, about my clients. If you work in a bank, work for Westpac, for instance, and I'm not poking at Westpac here, I'm just using Westpac as an example. Westpac has a pile of branches floating all over the place. They've got bricks and mortar, and you've got somebody who works in one of those branches. You can easily take them out of that branch and put them mm. into a different branch with a different manager, different regional manager, you know, you could have a completely different set of employees. Same with Woolworths, you know, there's a whole pile of organizations where you can mm. think that if you if you can if you can reinstate, you can see how that might work. The reinstatement itself is incredibly difficult. You've oh. got I mean, normally these unfair dismissals are a year and a half down the track. Mm. They 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 want they, there's a there's a question of continuity of employment. Do you kick the person out that's in that job right now? Yeah. Um, fire them somehow to reinstate this this person who used to have this job. It's an incredibly complex question. I only really seeing it ever being applicable for uh, extremely large organisations. You know, maybe the top ten employers in Australia. You know, the the Telstra's, the banks, the insurance companies, things like that. Um, labor hire companies and specifically labor hire companies where the conduct relates to uh, actions while they were with a host employee employer so you know uh greg has a bust up with barry who is you know the the head you know the the third party company and you know that's fine it turns out that he was at no fault and his actual employer, the labour hire company, actually has no issues with what happened. Um, I can see it working for that, especially where the labour hire company is, is large enough to essentially redeploy them into completely separate, um, you know, yeah, enterprise. That, you can, you can see, but but in my reading, and I I haven't seen one for a while. You know, reinstatement is is incredibly rare. So it's, let's. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's really rare, and it's it's especially <laughs> rare to ever see it. Um, agreed upon you know if we're thinking about settlements um i yeah. 
I've been told oh, I've that seen out one. of you know thousands, there might be five. Yeah, I've I've never seen one in a conciliation either. Oh yes, I fired you four weeks ago. Sure, come back. I made a big mistake. I just uh, I just don't see that as a reality, and I've never seen reinstatement in a conciliation. But if there's anybody out there who has experienced a conciliation, so we're talking about unfair dismissal. File on Form F2 in time, so there's no issue about that. Um, we're at conciliation, and the reinstatement is on the table. And mm. they've, they've agreed that they're going to settle the matter by reinstating this person. Yeah. I would love to hear someone who's experienced that, actually. Yeah, and tell us why tell us how and it how. How what? Because it yeah. has to be something extremely specific and different to anything we really ever touch. Because I don't yeah. think I've ever seen, not only do I not um, think I'll ever see it in my entire career, but I don't think I'll even see a situation where that would even make sense or be plausible. Um, I mean, maybe it happens more often than we think where um, it happens outside of a conciliation. Where And what I'm thinking about here is think about a company, let's say five employees, but all of them are family members. There's a big bust up and someone gets fired and they file an unfair dismissal. And then outside of the entire court process, there's family feuding and yeah. discussions and basically informal negotiations and they bring the person back and that person discontinues the matter just kind of, and no one knows about it. Yeah, is that potentially yeah. happening? Yeah, maybe. I, I would love to hear from a conciliator out there who has mm. experienced that. Something, something to say, say that it's happened because my my gut feeling is that it doesn't. Anyway, so back to Pelican. Pelican yes, yes. Tell us, tell us how it all yes. plays out. Pelican. So, so this chap, they, they have this massive fight. He gets fired on the spot. He's been working there like 20 years. He has an unfair dismissal application. It goes all the way through. And the commissioner essentially says, yeah, you both behaved pretty badly, but I don't see this conduct as a terminatable offence. So it's an unfair dismissal. Mm. So even though after the, the conduct during this fight was abhorrent, appalling, it's a bit. I guess it's a bit like having children where you can't really see the width of the trees. They're both in the. They're both at fault. Mm. And uh, he orders reinstatements. Yeah, get each other back together. He wants his job back after this huge fight. He wants to be feeding pelicans again. If I wonder what happened. It'd be nice to know what happened after. Well, uh, yeah, I guess if we look it up, we could probably pop out there and see if the guy's still working there. there you know? how, how did, how did oh, you manage thanks. to fix it all? Um, <laughs> what happened, guys? How did you fix this relationship? Well, apparently the relationship was such that they really didn't, you know, interact an awful lot either. The guy was in the shop. This guy was feeding pelicans. They were out there doing the thing. Not yes. going to be side-eyeing each other from across the, the shop, are they? Yeah, but I, I do like this concept of crackers, poor old crackers being the, the centre of a unfair dismissal, just like I like the idea of these pelicans. I mean, being... I, I, I quite like the case because the, the commissioner took Let's be honest, not a very, it's, there's not a lot of law involved in this particular case. And I think it was appropriate to do so because if I was to give, you know, employers one piece of advice, which is common sense actually goes a long way. Yeah. Um, a lot of the principles which are contained 
both at common law and then within the Fair Work Act. You know, common sense actually is fairly backed up by by what the regimes are. Um, I mean, common sense, forgetting everything we know about employment law, would have said that he he didn't do the right thing in his process, yeah. in his decision-making process. And I think this actually feeds into how people with employment should operate as well. Mm. You know, decisions should be made. This kind of stop-go moment. And, and we do this, um, we train our employer clients all the time about mm. how, how, when is a stop-go moment here? What, what are we talking about? You're, what is it that you're unhappy about? And, you know, what is it that you want to achieve by this? And just stop and think about what is actually going on here. Because we do get, you know, we, we did the we did the busting the mist last week. Yeah. And there are loads of them. And we only we only hit the tip of the iceberg when it came to employment myths. And uh, and I, some of the ones I really like in terms of employment myths is that you know you you can't fire an employee on sick leave. You can't you know all these kind of these these things that people think can't happen. But but if you ever stop to think, why not? Mm. Then maybe you can pick apart and pull that thread and 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 take a bit of sensibility into it and go, what's happening here that that means I can't terminate them on on the sick leave? Mm. So look, I think um, I think yeah, I think it taking a bit of reasonability into it. Now I'm going to change tack slightly. Yeah, go for it. Um, hang on a sec. I'm just going to stop my dog from making a hole in my backyard. Hang on. 